Hello, this is Jerry Durham, and I want to welcome you to the Front Desk series of the Healthcare Disruption Podcast. I've always said that people are the true disruption in healthcare, and the Front Desk people are a huge part of this. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome back to the Healthcare Disruption Podcast. I'm Jerry Durham, and this is number two in the Front Desk series. I just started, uh, what, two weeks ago, started the Front Desk series of the Healthcare Disruption Podcast. So this will be episode number two. Welcome back, and thanks for listening. If you haven't listened to episode one, don't worry about it. You know, the next probably three to four will build on each other, and then from there we'll go out to more tactics and doing and interviews with front desk people and patients again to share their insight on the role of the front desk and its success in bringing healthcare disruption. And what I mean by that is better treatment of patients, which leads to better outcomes of patients, and then that in turn leads to business success. So that's what we'll be doing here. Uh, If you haven't listened to one, again, don't worry about it. They will tend to follow a pattern, but you can always go back. So let me just recap a little bit. Episode one of the Front Desk series was really a mindset episode. It was about 30 minutes long and really getting into the why of the front desk. And the why are we talking about the front desk on a healthcare disruption podcast and really where they fit in the whole thing. So that was episode one. Fast forward, episode two, here we are today. This is going to be more about the what and the how. It's about the foundation of how you're going to build that foundation for a successful front desk. That's my coffee. Um, So you will hear that a few more times during the show. So the idea here is episode one was like the 45,000 foot view. And now we're going to come down to about 20, eh, maybe about 15,000 foot view. And each week we're just going to get deeper and deeper into this. What I found generally in healthcare um, outside of our PT school is we tend not to learn the foundational work first. We don't, we don't. We, we open a business, we start a practice, and we do it in a very haphazard way. And my favorite analogy of that is we basically walk into a room and there's a bunch of puzzle pieces on the floor and we just try putting the puzzle together without having the puzzle box cover. And let's face it, every puzzle you put together in your life, you dump the puzzle out, you put the puzzle box in front of you, and you follow that, and that was your guide. Okay, and that is what I'm trying to bring here with this front desk series and this whole healthcare disruption podcast is more of you understanding the foundation of how to create a successful practice that will lead to better focus on your patients and better success for your patients, which then therefore leads to business success. Okay, so this is really that foundational work, and we will continue to go into it for the next three to four episodes. And again, I thank you for tuning in because it's like listeners like you that make this possible. It sounded like an, it, it seemed like that was the right time to say that. I, I really do, um, all joking aside, I really do love over the last year or so how the curve has really just really gotten steep on the upward slope of people more engaged and more involved and asking more about the front desk and this whole thing. So I believe that going forward, we as providers, we as a profession will only be successful. We'll only reach our true potential if we get the whole team involved. 
right? And getting the whole team involved, that means the front desk people, that means the aides, that means assistants, that means the billing people, and bringing them all together with the providers to create what I call the ultimate or the perfect practice formula, that is the perfect practice formula, but to create that patient experience and the patient experience that you wanna create in your practice, which will then lead you to success. That is also the formula for a profession and the providers. There is so much content out there, and I think I said this in episode one, there's so much content out there and so much great content. Guys like Mark Milligan, Jeff Moore, Justin Dunaway, Mark Kajella, you know, people like that that are really uh, Matt Lowe, that are really bringing this same kind of information to the providers. I love what they're doing. They are part of the solution. They are not the solution. Once you get that, we have to go outside of the providers and get the rest of the team lined up and aligned with what we then call this patient experience, right? And this is really gonna be the foundational work today that we get into. So I want you thinking like that, that yes, the provider is a key role. Yes, the provider plays a significant role in the success of the patient outcome and therefore the success of the business. Yet, without the rest of the team dialed in and part of this formula of success, this perfect practice formula, we will never reach the true potential that we can deliver as a practice, as a profession, okay? And may sound a little daunting, yet that's what, that's why I created this. It wasn't about making one practice successful. It was talking about making the profession and therefore healthcare successful. This is called the Healthcare Disruption Podcast, not the Physical Therapy Disruption Podcast. I truly see that as the solution for all. If we start approaching it this way, then we can start to build, build up and be the true solution to healthcare that we believe we are. Because then I believe we will start seeing it in the research. Because then the research will start reflecting the team's role. Those are my, yeah, perfect timing. Hold on one second. All right, took care of that. I know it. they don't bark till I get the podcast going. But then we can define true patient success because until the whole team is involved, like Maxie Michak in episode 29 has so graciously shared with us, until the whole team is involved, that patient cannot reach their true peak, which means your business cannot reach its true peak. If nothing else, listen to that first five minutes, six minutes, over and over and over again, because that is the mindset you got to get into to move forward. All right. What I'm going to share with you again is the foundational work today. And what it is, this is the order that you must go in to create that successful practice. And when I say this is the order you must go in, I repeat, this is the order you must go in. Why do I know this? Because I did not. How do I know this further? Because I've helped other people to put it together in this order and have seen them be successful far more quicker. So really the success here for you about putting the foundational work into place is you will be more successful sooner. And the key term there is not more successful, it's the sooner part. I'm going to decrease the time for you to get your patient results. I'm gonna decrease the time for you to get your business results so that you can be more successful sooner. This works in a practice with one person and no staff 
and this works in a hospital setting or a nationwide corporation. It doesn't matter. This is the perfect practice formula. All right, so let's dive into this today. So the foundational work. In order for you to truly understand the role of your front desk, you must first understand your patient's life cycle within your practice, all right? First and foremost, your patient's life cycle. Your patient's life cycle within your practice is every touch point and interaction that your patient, and we should put in front of that parentheses, potential patient has with your practice. Last week in episode one, I rolled out and I spoke briefly about the four phases of this patient life cycle. And today, let's talk about them a little more so you understand that it is this customer life cycle and understanding the phases of this life cycle that will then allow you to see the role, the true role of the front desk, the true value they bring, and what you must do to leverage that value for your front desk. A little side note here, mapping out that patient life cycle will also help you to understand the true value and the true role of all your team members. What had happened when I rolled this out about 10 years ago was I really, I saw that I understood the role of all my team members. And the reason I became the front desk guy and this front end person and the uh, patient lifecycle person is because I saw how valuable the front desk role was. But it wasn't until I mapped out my patient lifecycle that I really understood the value that I was missing out on from that front desk. So you map out this patient, and I'm going to say patient over and over. I'm going to stick with this for a while. You map out this patient life cycle, and what you learn after you map it out, right? These are the four phases. Sorry, phase one being the attraction phase. This is them seeing your brand and first hearing about you. Phase two is where the interaction with people actually comes in. And phase two is that front desk phase, and that's from initial contact first, you know, which is the first phone call they walk in or an email all the way through until they arrive in your practice. That's phase two, the patient life cycle. Phase three is the provider evaluation all the way through the course of care until the end of the course of care. And then phase four is post course of care until they re-engage again. And I say they re-engage that could be them telling someone else to come see you, whatever. So those are the four phases of the patient life cycle. All I want you to think about right now is phase two. Initial contact until customer arrival. That is the front desk. The front desk owns that, okay? Now, when you map out this customer life cycle, which is every single interaction and touch point that your customer has with your practice, what you're gonna be able to do and what this is going to drive you to and what the four or five things you're going to need to do at each interaction is figure out what is the measurement for success at this touch point? How do you know this touch point is completed? How do you know you've done what you've done? How do you know you've been successful at it? You're going to ask yourself who owns this step. This is ginormous. I didn't realize this when I was first mapping it out, but it brings responsibility and greater than responsibility. It brings accountability to these steps. So now you know who owns these steps and who's responsible for it. You also will figure out, I think I've already alluded to this, but what are the objectives? What needs to be achieved at this step, again, to call it successful? 
What are the objectives of that step? And then you're also going to define what are the tasks that need to happen. Think about uh, the initial contact. If it's a phone call, what are the tasks that need to happen? Seriously, I write these out. It's task one, answer the phone, right? Task two, start going through the incoming call script, right? So you need to map out those tasks. And then, and then after you do all that, what you're going to do is see how does it connect to the next step? So how does the initial phone call, and so this is my practice, how does the initial phone call connect to then the next step, which is getting my potential patients their cost to do physical therapy with us, right? How does it connect? How are we communicating between those steps? Is it via email? Is it through the EMR? Is it paper? Is it stand up and talk to someone? You must, must, must map out how these connect, right? Um, I'll share with you a story later about how I didn't do a good job at that very early on, right? And then lastly, how they connect, I said, you know, are you going to share information via EMR, uh, paper on a clipboard, which is all plausible. The other part of that I didn't mention was what information needs to get passed on from step one to step two. And I'll share with you some huge mistakes I made with that later on. So again, let's think about this. When you map out your customer life cycle, your patient life cycle, you're going to figure out what are the measurements of success, who owns each of these steps, what are the objectives of each of the steps, what are the tasks that need to be completed, how does this step connect to the next step, and what information must be shared between the steps. And maybe, right, because the incoming phone call collects a lot of information, you may have information that needs to be shared four or five steps down with the provider once the patient arrives. So how, will, how are those connected? How will information be shared? These are the things you must do, right? Now, if you think about these, I talked about these steps and their connectedness and information passing through. The analogy I love most on all this is thinking of your business as an ecosystem. Because what affects one step affects the steps further down the road. And I would say further upstream. So downstream, upstream. So if I collect information on the first phone call and don't share it with the providers, I have screwed up my business ecosystem. If I don't understand how well those two steps are connected, then I won't understand how to fix that problem. Right? Because all the steps have a greater effect on the whole. Right? So each step is not a step just upon itself, where if I don't collect the data, that step gets fucked up. If I don't collect patient goals, that affects the provider in their evaluation, okay? So these steps need to be understood that they affect all the other steps. Now, you may not be sharing information between the steps, yet they are all connected. And again, if you think about them like an ecosystem, then each step, something needs to get done. Remember, what are the objectives of the steps? And then what are the tasks to complete those objectives? So once that step is completed, then we know we've done there and contributed to the greater ecosystem of the business success, patient success. So think of this as a business ecosystem and each of those steps play upstream and downstream from them. This is huge and I love this ecosystem analogy and I'll be talking about this more and more when I talk about the ecosystem of your business. Because what happens at customer arrival 
or sorry, let's go back one step further in my business. What happens during the welcome call affects customer arrival. What happens at the steps before welcome call feed into the welcome call. So it just, you cannot separate these steps out and think, well, I'll just eliminate this step and it won't have an effect on anything else. It's always going to have some effect, maybe small, yet it really gets you to understand yet again, what steps have the hugest effect on this ecosystem of your business, like phase two of your patient life cycle, all the front desk stuff. All right. Now, let me give you an example of this. When I was mapping this whole thing out uh, about nine years ago, I was in the process of mapping out my customer, my patient life cycle. It was not complete because I didn't fully understand this. And unfortunately, at the time, I had nobody taken through me through this. I basically came, came about this realization on my own with information I was receiving from all around me, from other entrepreneurs, other business people. And I was starting to figure out that, yes, we had to map out this, this map. I didn't know what it was called yet. At, at now, I realize it was my patient life cycle. So we had a billing problem. And we were having all these people call mad after they were receiving their final bill. And so we had a billing problem. So what did we do? We went straight to the billing team and we looked to solve the problem at the billing team at the last step. So we did all this work to change the, change the wording on the statements and do all this work with our team to make sure once those billing statements went out and once the conversation started, that that would solve the problem. So we spent about eight months solving that problem. It did not go away. And by the way, our measurement was negative reviews and complaints from our customers. So eight months later, those negative reviews and complaints from the customers didn't change. And yet we had dealt with this billing problem through the billing um, systems, right? So think about it now with the awareness you have, how late in the system all these statements are generated. People have been there for weeks and months, right? Yet we didn't look upstream. We just tried to solve the billing problem at where it was happening. Fortunately, during these eight months, I was doing more and more work on the patient life cycle. And so finally, this thing wasn't solved. And I took a big step back and I said, wait a minute. Is this a billing issue? Or is this a communication issue? And I looked deeper into what the complaints were and what the billing team was hearing. And I made a judgment that this was a communication issue. And basically, people were confused and were not expecting these. So I went back and I rewrote the incoming phone script. Now, in my current system, that's about eight steps before. Okay, that's about eight steps before they get their billing statement. So I went all the way back to the incoming phone call and changed that. And within three months, now mind you, it didn't zero out, yet it dropped significantly. The negative uh, reviews on social media dropped. The complaints dropped. And what I realized now at the time is I was treating that business as an ecosystem. I was looking further upstream for the solution. I was looking for the true problem. And so what you hopefully took away from that story is when I tried to solve the billing problem as a billing issue, I failed because I didn't understand my patient's life cycle, which was every step that got them to that point, which is the ecosystem of the business. And then once I started to understand that life cycle and approached it that way, I solved my problem. And that's really where this thing took off. 
here's a here's a great another part of that story to really show the ecosystem. At the same time that I changed that incoming call script, I I was looking to change a billing issue and nothing else because I really no idea. I was just trying to change the billing issue. So we changed the conversation around the billing issue. Magically, three months later, I'm looking through my KPIs and my no-show cancel rate had dropped through the floor. And I said, wait a minute. I said, why has our no-show cancel rate dropped so much? And I went back and I realized over and over, I went to the providers, nothing had changed. None of our intake paperwork had changed. None of the, again, other stuff had changed. Only one thing had changed. And this was the incoming phone call script. So not only did changing the incoming phone script, call new patient, I should say, call script, change our billing issue, it decreased our no-show cancel rate. So again, I solved the billing issue upstream. And now I realize it's something I'd been yelling at my physical therapist to fix for what, nine years? Was fixed upstream. So think about your no-show call rate, uh, your no-show cancel rate issue. Think about a billing issue. All these things are part of a bigger ecosystem. And if you understand your touch points, then you can go upstream or downstream to look to solve the problem because some problems are solved downstream, right? Uh, we have things we do differently after arrival, right? That we promise people on the first phone call, do it at arrival, blah, blah, blah. And all these things change. So again, this is all back to understanding your patient's life cycle so you can leverage the true point of change and not work on a billing problem for eight months and spend all that time, money, and energy to get zero result. Because once you map out this patient life cycle, you understand those phases, you understand the touch points, you understand what's occurring. So when issues occur, you can look at the bigger picture, not just that step. All right? So once we understand our patient life cycle and understand our business as an ecosystem, then, just to recap a little bit, we will realize most problems can't be solved where you find them. The no-show cancel rate is not a PT problem. It's a problem from, from the initial call all the way through the course of care. So, so the front desk plays a role in that. Your provider plays a role in that. So change one thing at a time and look for the biggest result. We did that. Changed the front desk incoming call script. Dropped our no-show cancel rate through the floor. So I didn't change any interactions with my PTs and their patients, right? Everybody knows this is a team effort and my providers still play a role in making sure their people arrive. Yet I know the biggest X factor in that is to make sure we set expectations and build that trust during phase two of the customer or patient life cycle. You guys know I've been trying to get away from patient my whole life. So the fact that I'm going back to patient is a little bit of a uh, stretch. All right. So again, once we understand our patient life cycle and understand our business as an ecosystem, then we will realize most problems can't be solved where you find them. Right. And the second thing is you will solve the issues a lot quicker. Right. I spent eight months on that billing problem. If I would have, if I would have taken, you know, a week or two to examine it and realize it was a communication issue, then we had to change that incoming script and probably would have dealt with it in about 30 days and probably saved ourselves a lot of money 
a lot of money. But let's face it, the eight months we blew trying to fix it at the billing side can never be replaced. We can replace the money. Remember, my goal here is to get you successful sooner. So if I can get you to look at your business as an ecosystem by mapping out that patient life cycle, then you will know how to get to success more quickly. Because when a problem arises, you'll know how to fix it more quickly. Okay, a dollar made today is far more valuable than a dollar made tomorrow. Okay, so again, once you map out this patient life cycle, once you start to understand your business as an ecosystem, right, which is doing all the things you need to do when you're mapping out the patient life cycle, the measurements, the ownership, the objectives, the tasks, all that, then you can solve problems faster. That again is how the moral of this story, how I realized my front desk was the most undervalued role in my company. So trying to solve problems in my billing company uh, through my billing team. Nope. Trying to solve problem, you know, the billing problem. Nope. Trying to solve the no show cancel problem with my providers. Nope. All of those problems are solved when we leverage the front desk, when we leverage the conversation, when we leverage that time from first contact until customer arrival, right? And we leveraged it by building more trust, decreasing fear, decreasing doubt, decreasing uncertainty. And that's in everything, meeting their providers, knowing who their providers are before they hang up, knowing their costs before they arrive, right? Knowing what the evaluation will, will entail, how long it is, how many pieces of paperwork when they arrive, all those things are leveraged and managed before they ever arrive. And what we see is decreased no-show cancel rate, less billing issues, greater completed plans of care, all part of the patient success, which trickles down to business success. I appreciate you all listening to episode two of the Front Desk series of the Healthcare Disruption Podcast. Feel free to reach out anytime and uh, sit tight as we'll have front desk series number three in two weeks. Thanks all. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Healthcare Disruption Podcast. If you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes and write us a review. We'd love to uh, see your thoughts and opinions on this. And uh, if you really like what you heard, then why don't you subscribe so you make sure and get the uh, latest notifications every time we post a new episode. If you want to stay in touch with Jerry, make sure and head on over to jerrydurhampt.com and click on the stay in contact button. And I tend to hang out on Instagram at jerrydurhampt and Facebook at jerrydurhampt. Thank you for listening and we look forward to seeing you again. Bye-bye.